1: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broadus, Ambar
2: Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 5th, 2022, season 18, episode number 83. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and we're talking about a crazy, crazy win by the Cowboys. 54-19, a beatdown of the Indianapolis Colts that... The score, I don't know if it necessarily reflects what the game was throughout, but say it as you as you want to. At the end of the day, Cowboys score a ton of points, have a crazy fourth quarter, and end up with the win, 54-19 at home. Let's talk about the story of the game. What is the story of the game for you guys with so much that happened there throughout that game? Nick, we'll start with you.
0: I thought they had an OBJ-like performance. They were dynamic. They were electric. They were exciting. They were talented. They, they did the things that you're looking for when you try to describe a player that you may want to add to your team. They showed that, especially on defense. You're not supposed to have an explosive defense like that, and and they, they did. I mean, I kind of disagree a little bit. I think the score was exactly the way the game was, I, and, and I always go back to one game. 2007, Patriots-Cowboys. They were two undefeated teams. The Patriots went undefeated the whole year. Cowboys were undefeated. It was a clash. They were with in it for a while. But as you just continue to play, as the game, 60 minutes goes out, you realize, yeah, they're a lot better yeah. than you and all that. And I think that Cowboys did that.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I think um, they, were, they were able to recover from how the game started. I mean, they started pretty inconsistently, not fast. They got better as they went. They were making certain mistakes, even when Dak threw the interception. You're like, oh, here we go again. But they were able to pick it up. Skidi Lamb, he, like, wow. He had one of his best games yesterday. He was playing, and I know people, and Brian, you saw a tweet that I thought was pretty funny. It's just like... Um, I forgot what it said specifically but playing he,
4: like uh, like he doesn't want Odell Beckham here. Right, playing
3: like he doesn't want <laughs> Odell here, which was pretty funny because the just the way that he was playing is something it, it was just another en- level, another energy that he had mm-hmm. yesterday. It was like with some grunt in him like er, er, like he had some power to him. So that was really really exciting to see. Uh, on offense and seeing him play that way as well as the the running game was working too. So it's just when you start seeing every single piece working out, it just gets you really, really excited to what this team has ahead and what they can be when they get to the playoffs.
4: Yeah, Dan Quinn figured out yesterday that his four-man rush wasn't getting home. So all of a sudden, the adjustment that he makes is now you're going to bring linebacker pressure, you're going to bring... Uh, you're going to bring safety pressure, and then that's how you're going to get the sacks, and that's how you're going to get. I think that that there. I think the Cowboys' defensive rep, uh, uh, reputation was preceding them in this football game because I look at the way that that Matt Ryan. I mean, it was like he he was not really interested in sitting in there and, and delivering mm-hmm. a football. Uh, several wide throws, several throws that were you know really not on target for him, and you know it just became a real struggle for them to have to pick up the, the front, the blitzes and things like that. So, you know, when you watch enough tape of the Cowboys' defense, you see how they attack you. And the last thing you want to be doing is holding the football. I think it was another really good game of playing run defense defense I felt like that Hankins has been worth his weight in gold, and that's a lot of weight and a lot of gold right there because <laughs> this guy doesn't get moved off the spot. You've got guys that are, you know, you got guys like Wilson and Van Vanderush, and these guys they tackled. They had Barr back. I think he played pretty well for you. So, yeah, your defense just kind of, you know, the offense, as Ambar was saying, you know, she always asks this get off to a good start, get off to a good start. I mean, you couldn't have got off to a worse start to start the second half. Then to get the ball at the fifty yard line and go nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, damn it, what's going on here? You know, find a way to kind of get the rhythm going, but you know, you were able to kind of, you know, the defense kind of kept you in this game, and the more that, the, and we talked about this, the more you scored, the harder it was going to be for the Colts. And then once you got that rhythm like Ambar was talking about with your receivers, the running game, the quarterback, the offensive line, uh, that's when the the avalanche came. And, you know, we were expecting that the Colts couldn't score. And, you know, I mean, I think it was the like the third or fourth highest total they've had for the for the season, and that was only 19 points. So yeah. that kind of shows you where you're at going into that one and how you were able to finish it off.
2: Yeah, the interesting thing is I think what's getting lost in this for some fans, um, first of all, if if you can't find joy in a 54-19 to 19 drubbing of the opponent – then what are you doing as a fan? Like Maybe you need to just reevaluate whether you really want to be a fan of the sport or not. Uh, but I, but one thing I think that's getting lost in that conversation is this is a team that's scrappy, uh, and they have been scrappy in some games. They, they took Philadelphia to the wire. Yeah. Philadelphia ends up winning with a touchdown there late in order to take a one-point lead and to win that game. This is not a team that—and we talked about it last week, and I told people last week that I talked to— like this is not the kind of team where you usually where you look at them and you're like oh this is a foregone conclusion the Cowboys are are going to just destroy them right you just don't know and and they've been playing better football since their head coach was fired ironically yeah. and that's what you saw there in the first half I think in the second half what you saw is what good teams do Nick you hit the nail on the head good teams they figure it out at some point and then they just start kind of it starts piling on because they they're, just on they're just better they're just better
4: yeah, they were. They did a really I, – I just felt like when you look it over, I, I thought it was a really nice game plan, too. I know there was some – Stumbling a little bit with the offense, but the fact that I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing with them moving C.D. Lamb around and getting him in motion and getting him opportunities to separate and things like that. And I, I you know, you got to give Michael Gallup some credit on the first touchdown that he had. His ability, he was, you know, he was going to be. The play was designed a bunch formation, and all of a sudden it wasn't open. What he do? He stopped, and then he saw Dak break, and he took off running. You know, it's like, listen, I can't just stand here, I gotta keep going. And he did, and he got the ball and then he got in. You know, and that's what this team is doing. It's finding ways to, to manufacture stops, it's finding ways to score touchdowns when they get get opportunities. And I, I think that's the, the right thing. I think what you're also seeing is this is a pretty deep team. This is a really deep team, and you know they're they're battle tested in a lot of ways just because of some of the adversity that they've had to deal with. So you do see some young guys stepping up and making plays. You talk about the rookie class and things like that. You know they've done a really really nice job of of having to uh, to incorporate a lot of kids, and, and they're making plays.
2: Look at Dak Prescott's day. He had a he was 20 of 30, 67% completion rate, 170 yards, three touchdowns, one INT, 100.7 quarterback rating. Uh, Nick, what what do you think of his play? Particularly, and I want to focus in on yeah. those three, first three quarters because it was kind of some up and down moments where the offense yeah. was good and the offense was not so good. What were your thoughts on his play?
0: I, I, thought, I thought he played... Pretty well. I mean, I'm trying to go back. I mean, it's funny because the fourth quarter just kind of clouds everything as far as, you know, it's hard to go back and remember – some of the game some of the, the the first couple of drives of the game but but I you know I thought it was it was pretty good they 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 stumbled uh, uh somewhat um but you know he he was he was solid I think at the end of the night his his you know his ratings is 100 and, and three touchdowns um I'm trying to go back to even remember the interception I don't even remember I know he, I know he threw one but I don't I remember I thought
2: it, I thought they bumped the receiver a bit but I mean it was it would have oh, yeah. it would have been a they probably would have thought it was a ticky tack kind of foul. It was a, face, foul, mask, call it. a yeah. face
0: mask off the line. That, that's what they missed. Yeah. They missed the face mask there, but uh, I don't think the bump was, was a penalty so yeah. much. Um, but, you know, it. it Got to give the Cowboys credit. I know that's not what you're asking, but you got to give them credit for the three penalties. I mean, three penalties, especially when one of them's right off the bat with Joseph, and then uh, right off the bat in the second quarter. (laughs) I mean, the second in in the second half with Ferguson, and that was the only two other than a a, a PI from Bland. I mean, I thought for the most part, you know, we 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 knew this was going to be a a a crew that throws a lot of flags. But I thought the Cowboys stayed pretty disciplined. Best for Dak. I thought he I thought he was solid. He did what he needed to do. Uh didn't throw an interception rep for the half. That was big. Um, over the <laughs> Even middle. though he threw it to the middle of the field. Even though he tried. But um no, I thought he I thought he played pretty well. He didn't run at all. Yeah. It didn't felt like he needed to really.
4: Yeah, the running back feed and speed did a great job for you with their twenty nine carries and their hundred and sixty eight yards and three touchdowns. You know, I just keep looking. It's a good back. Yeah, that's speed and speed is a, real, a back. is a really good back. And that's what I, I really, that's that's what this team is going to be all about going forward. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, can those two guys find ways to combine and have, you know, whether who gets how many carries, it doesn't matter if they're close. If one gets 17, one gets 15, you get the 168 yards, you answer with the three touchdowns right there. You're going to make your quarterback's life really, really easy playing these games. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, something that I don't think we've talked about a, a whole lot and going back to the topic of when we were talking about Mike McCarthy and what he's done with this team and even Kellen Moore, what he's done with the offense, is their ability to adjust in the middle of the game. They're like For the longest time, for a couple of years, they were... Incapable, uncap—I don't even know what's the right word—but they were—they could not. (laughs) Damn bad at it. Exactly, damn bad at it. They could not adjust to save their lives. Like it, it was terrible, and the other team would end up coming back and kicking them. But. Now we see a team, whether they end up with a win or loss, regardless, they have a very good ability to adjust. And going back, and I know we're talking about Dak, but real quick, going back to even the defense and what you were talking about, Brian, the defense struggled at the beginning, and then Quinn figure out a way to kind of adjust and and just make it work and make and, and stop the opposing team and just completely dominate them. So that's an aspect an aspect that I don't think we've kind of pointed out and talked about a whole lot. And, and going back to Dak, he that applies with him as well. His ability to kind of. I guess, recover from his mistakes and just kind of adjust throughout the game and try to play a more clean game with the offense, I think is very notable and and re- honestly I know that there's a lot of that criticism out there, but it does deserve a lot of praise in that aspect.
2: Let's talk about the running game. Running game uh, obviously was really, really good mm-hmm. yesterday. They had 34 rushes for 220 yards, a 6.5 average, four touchdowns. Pollard had 12 carries for 91 yards. Zeke had 17 carries for 77 yards. Malik uh, Davis, both got three the end zone.
4: For, for 29, Malik too. Malik Davis also came late. in there yeah, at the late. end. But yeah.
2: but, yeah, just all the way around, their running game was really, really impressive yesterday. Uh, then after the game, there was a little question as to why exactly Pollard got the start. My, I'll start the question really with, does it even matter?
0: No. Be, it doesn't. It does any. not matter what the deal is. It just that's It's just an annoying you know a little bit when you get you get four different answers um and the owner said, "The owner says that, that there's a, there's something wrong, you know, with I mean, with Zeke, uh, a disciplinary issue with his cell phone. It wasn't major. He wasn't sent home from the right. bowl game. I mean, like he he get, <laughs> he, he gets to play. He still know? gets a swag. Yeah. you steal yeah. a credit
4: card there yeah. at the <laughs> belt bowl. Like,
0: Come on now, I don't know why you got to sprinkle that news out there, but like that. But um, <laughs> no, I, I no, I think I think no,
4: that's pretty good. He played it,
0: 17 carries. I mean, he played yeah. whatever it was." I was like oh sorry sit down for a second now you come in and and he ran pissed off and he I thought he ran really well Zeke did um whatever it is it, it you know it's just weird of like you know Zeke's like it's not a big deal you know it, it, this is what I wanted to do and and Dak was like yeah we want to mix it up a little bit and was like mm-hmm. whatever it is just 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 give him the ball who cares at this point it doesn't matter Brian said it best it doesn't matter these guys are interchangeable Zeke is scoring I mean he's pollards scoring up the middle and three yard run he's showing he can be a short yardage guy at times not all the time but at times and then you know I think zeke's doing a nice job Zeke hasn't really been kind of your outside guy but he did bust one. There, you know I don't remember when it was in the, in the game but I thought he had a nice little run to the outside he yeah. he, he could start a little high step it was down there yeah. by the goal line you know yeah. you could kind of looked like old Zeke for a little bit so whatever it is it's working you know if the cell phone's going off into meetings whatever it is I don't think it's I, don't think I it's a had problem.
4: flashbacks of that run you were talking about down the sidelines because somebody sitting next to me in the press box was like it's fantasy football and the first thing I thought of was Derek with his fantasy football team and oh. stuff like that, and this guy's oh, like, he go, was watching. Go. He oh, was, was like, watching. "Go Zeke, go, go, go!" And I'm like, "Bro, really?" And he goes, i like, he goes fantasy football. He's got a score right there." You
2: know? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It you remind me of guys' oh, to work. It was, with. it was a glorious fantasy football night for me last <laughs> night. There with you this go, defense. But you know, Nick, you and I talked about it during the game as you were watching Zeke, and really, it's been over the last couple weeks. He has a little bit of burst that yeah. I haven't seen from him in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one run last night where you could clearly see the whole open, he's exploded yeah. through it. And that was one of the things that we hadn't been seeing from Zeke in a while, you, it, that you could see the difference when Pollard was in there. Yeah. Because he does. He has that explosiveness. Right. And you hadn't really seen that from Zeke consistently. But I think he's starting to get a little bit more of that. He feel, he seems a little bit shiftier. He seems like he has a, a little, little bit more healthier thirst. Maybe the health is the big issue yeah. there, right? Yeah. And, Nick, I think you you mentioned that last night. When has he been healthy like this? That's good. Um, so, yeah. so all the way around, I do think that— and- it doesn't matter which one is in there. They're using them both and using
0: them both well. And pride has got to factor into it as well. I mean, Zeke has been the man. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden Tony Pollard is coming in. there. And, and, and whether or not – I mean, they, they are – I think they are They have a great relationship. I don't think it's a problem. But, like, if any alpha male in the world sees, you know, another guy coming in and making some plays and doing that, it, it's going to – He's if he's got anything to him, and we know Zeke does – you know it's kind of i think they they've carried each other in a healthy
4: way tip of the cap too to uh, some a couple of positions tyler biodish played his best game at center and then also the wide receivers all the crack toss stuff that they ran you got helmet stickers for Gallup for Lamb, for Brown, all those guys every time yeah, blocking. Every time the ball got to the edge, it was a it was a crack, a seal by the receivers, great job by them. And now you're getting big bodies in space and stuff (laughs) like that. So they they did some of that with the toss sweep stuff was really effective. But I felt like that watching the all twenty two that Tyler Biotish by far had one of his best games when you start talking about the the some of the pickups inside, the pass protection, and then what he was able to do in the running game one on one with Buckner several times in that in that game, uh, you know, that they, they, they were able to have some positive yards.
0: Yeah, you could tell that they're they're doing some things with that offensive line, shuffling it around a little bit, seeing about when Tyron comes back, you know, that they're getting Tyler Smith some work at left guard, but man, that touchdown run by Pollard down the left sideline where Tyler Smith yeah. I mean he looked like sunshine from remember the Titans he was just running and blocking and running and blocking <laughs> and he was down there with him at the yeah. same time I yeah. mean I thought that was I mean that was impressive I mean they, they they have a good problem to have here with all with with their offensive line and Tyron coming back and what they're going to do with McGovern and Tyler Smith and Peters is getting some work. I mean, it's 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 a pretty it's a good problem to have. Yeah, we're going to take our first
2: break when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, wide receivers particularly and what they're doing and how much that should or shouldn't factor into what's going on with OBJ. We'll also talk about the offensive line and maybe the return of Tyron Smith and what they're doing on the offensive line. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This December, the only thing hotter than the Dallas Cowboys will be the Endless Cowboys Nation gift options. Man, I'm glad they won last night because that read would have been weird. Visit your local <laughs> pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatic's experience, and give the gift of the star this holiday season.
2: Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star, presented by this segment, presented by Blockchain.com. Let's talk about the wide receiver, C.D. Lamb had five catches on seven targets for 71 yards and a touchdown. Michael Gallup had four catches on seven targets for 23 yards and two touchdowns. Question for you guys is, does the emergence of uh, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, which I think by over the last few weeks we've started to see those guys step up in a bigger way uh, and make more impressive plays for this team. But all that being said, do you think that should make the Cowboys more or less Uh, feel like they really need to land Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you think it matters at all? Does that matter at all?
0: Honest answer to the question would be I think that they don't need Odell as much as everyone thinks they do. I really don't think that they need him so much, especially for what it might take but again, I'm not saying not to sign him, but need him for, for what? I mean like they, they they can win these games without you know, without it. But like as Brian mentions a lot of the time, it's gonna get tough when you're in the playoffs and it's gonna get fourth and three and all that. And who do you want out there? I mean, they, they can win these games and they can be dynamic without him, but but I've seen great football teams in the last twenty years. I've seen them. I've also seen them go home in the divisional round. At some point you gotta get somebody that can take you over the top, and maybe he could be that guy. Great movie, by the way, over the top. Over the yep, top was good.
3: <laughs> it's
0: a really good bad movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good bad movies. Yeah, good bad movies. Over the top.
3: No, that's what I was thinking too. Is it's do you need him? Okay, now with the way that they play, I mean, not to say exactly yeah. what you just said, but that is exactly how it is. They've been playing each week after week. They keep playing better. I think CD is complimented. Michael Gallup and they're complementing each other. The longer they go with practicing and being around Dak Prescott and that's something that they've mentioned themselves like CeeDee Lamb talked about it that just spending more time with Dak after him being back from the injury it just keeps getting better and better naturally. So seeing that in the way and and like I said something about him in the way that he played yesterday he he just has some
5: some that's some
3: fun. you know some <clears throat> In him, like he was ready to play and fight and give it his all, so his energy was at another level that I don't think we've seen. I can't remember a game where he he's played with that kind of not anger but uh tenacity in that the game. City it was,
4: was Oklahoma CD yesterday. It was Oklahoma CD. He was freaking
3: great. So yeah. you would love to keep seeing that. But again, are we all in for this season? I think that I don't care how they're playing. If you add a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., you're gonna need like. There's going to be a moment that he's going to make a play for you, which is just going to take you to the next level. And the the other part of it, too, is that, yes, they're playing better week after week, but at the same time, there's still that, quote-unquote, inconsistency aspect of it, where you, you just don't a 1,000% trust what kind of offense you're going to get that day, or how long it's going to take for them to kind of get things moving. And by that time, when they get things rolling, is it too late? Is the opposing team just way ahead of you? So that's another point to look at. But I think that, yeah, you this year I'm going all in. Give me whoever you can bring in here. Doesn't matter you know who's number one or just have them all out there. There's a space for you, and we can always use you.
4: Bring it. Just bring it. I wish he was a cornerback. I wish he was an all pro <laughs> cornerback. I could take that, yeah. Yeah, I, you could probably use that right now. But yeah, everything that these guys said about the players, absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Uh, go ahead. And one more thing about uh, the Odell. I mean, I've, well, Odell and, and CD, you know, I've said this a, a bunch of times that, 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 you know, this. if you try to sign him, you're pretty much making sure that you're going to – I think that you're going to make a decision on what you want to do with C.D. as well. And the good thing for C.D. is that he's playing right now like you want to keep him on your football team
4: because if he was – one of the best five receivers in the league yeah, right now. he's
0: playing right, right now. He is. And so if, if he wasn't, though, and you would be like, all right, well, this is kind of weird because, I mean, we're going to sign him. We also sign Gallup. And then what are we going to do with C.D.? But if this means that next year in the off season, the C.D.'s agent says, hello – we want a little something done as well. Let's start. Let's start. You know, feeding us. I think you'd be like, well, let's figure it out because he's playing like a guy you want to keep on your football team. Yeah. When he made that move back over the middle late in the game, caught a pass over the middle on third down, and then he went backwards to go around. Mm-hmm. That was just a, a shifty type play that you've seen in college so many times. And and, and no, that's no. that's the a ok- dynamic.
4: Derek's right. That's the Oklahoma City right there. Right. Ball across the middle. All of a sudden, everybody's got angles, and he's killing angles yep. with the way he's running the ball. Or he's making
2: moves that yeah. makes you just like you yeah. overrun the play. Like yeah. he was. That's the kind of dynamic player that I think everyone that evaluated him thought no they question. were getting when no they question. drafted him, where they drafted him. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's shown flashes of that since he's been with the Cowboys mm-hmm. over these last several games. You're starting to see it more consistently mm-hmm. every right. week. He's now giving you these plays and these moments where you really need somebody to him. make a play. Yeah,
0: and he's playing. You know, like like Amber said, he's playing with. with with some, with some grit, you know, like, like they ran the ball with him a couple times. Yeah. I mean, he's wise, be, back he to need back. to be back careful to back. with yeah. that, you know what I mean, because yeah. he's not Jim Brown. I mean, like he can't <laughs> just keep, oh, I'm going to lower my shoulder on everybody because yeah. he, he's going to lose some of those, but he is running the ball well and, and he's finishing runs, which you don't really he, he, talk about a, a number one receiver about finishing the play, finishing the run. Well,
3: some yeah. of Zeke's is like kind of rubbing off of him. Yeah. I, that's what I, <laughs> I saw in him, just kind of that Zeke mm-hmm. ability that he just kind of Keeps fighting for those extra yards or whatever. He keeps going at it, so it's 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 really impressive it, it, and very very exciting to see this happening at the time that is happening in December, exactly when you need them to be playing this way.
2: All right, let's talk about the offensive line. Yesterday, they allowed one sack uh, throughout the course broke of broke their game. streak.
4: Right um, then they have, they were going for what four straight games without a sack, yeah. three straight games, something like that without a sack.
2: But the good thing is, you look at that. You look at the fact that they allowed. Uh, they they will the primary catalyst behind that 220 yards on the ground. All in all accounts, it was a really good day for the offensive line. Yeah. That being said, we also saw a lot of moving around. Nick, you mentioned it. Uh, Tyler Smith moving to guard some. Connor McGovern, sta- Connor McGovern staying in at guard while Jason Peters was at tackle. What did you guys take from all that you saw yesterday with regards to the guard, the left guard, left tackle, and what they were doing with it?
4: kind of feel like that when you watched them play, and you know, it's it's funny because Stephen Jones has always been one of those guys about continuity. You know, you always talk about, well, same five guys, you know, we've yeah. had continuity, continuity, continuity. I asked him a question on 1053, the fan, I'm like, we're in a new era here, boss. No continuity. It's all just and he goes, Yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, when you look at how, you know, you got guys, you want to play them, you wanna keep them ready, you wanna do all those things and and you know they they're they really are they're preparing themselves for when Tyron Smith comes back. Tyron Smith is we've talked about this. We've been on this from day 1 about him and when he's going to come back. You're going to see Tyron Smith practice this week and can you get him ready? I don't think it's this weekend. But the Jacksonville game sure looks like a possibility where you'll see, you know. Now, I, I, me personally, I think you might see a rotation at left guard. I don't think I would take McGovern necessarily off the field on some stuff. If you want to take Tyler Smith and, and McGovern and, and kind of work them together. But then, like, it's good to kind of keep uh, Peters fresh and get him some work, because if something does happen, you don't want him to have to completely come in in Week 17 in a game and Mm -hmm. be cold. By getting him work, at least you're keeping his conditioning up and being ready if something does happen. But I, I think they're absolutely doing this thing the right way. Uh, When it comes to all these guys playing, I think Peters did a nice job in the game yesterday. I told you what I thought about Biotish, you know, and, you know, he, he, I thought he had one of his best games. And that's, that's difficult. I felt like one of the strengths of the Colts defensive line was inside at those tackles. And there were several times where he was one on one and was able to finish up pretty well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and you know, Terrence Steele not not playing, or practicing a lot during the yeah. week. He had some uh, personal issues he was dealing with, and he he came back and he he played. And you know, all, all in all, two hundred something rushing yards, two twenty. Uh, everyone's you know for for that kind of shuffling around and still having that kind of success, even at the end of the game, Malik Davis. You know, I mean, like they they're just they did what they wanted to do, and that that's just a, a a dominant effort, and it's it was fun to watch. I mean. And say what you want, Colts aren't a good team, whatever. But um, you shouldn't be getting you know beat down like that. And and I think the Cowboys are, are a hungry team because they are they're still chasing. Yeah,
4: they see what they the made Eagles the Colts. Are doing. They made the Colts quit yesterday. Oh, they did. They, you know, really, they made the Colts quit, and that was the whole idea. To, you know, to, to try and do that. You know, because they, they don't score a lot of points. They don't finish games particularly well. So, yeah, that 30-yard run, you started seeing so a little bit of quit out there
2: on the Colts. Yeah, to me, they were they were kind of like hyenas, like what you see of hyenas when they, they were in packs. Yeah. And as soon as they, they sensed that they got the prey where they mm-hmm. want them, yeah. oh, they all attack. And wow. there's no pulling them back. And it, that was what that fourth quarter well, felt like to me yesterday. Like, they just, there was, there was blood there, and they yeah. were like, oh, we're going to finish them, exactly. and we're going to eat.
4: Well, there's sometimes this team doesn't like prosperity. There's yeah. Sometimes they don't like it. Make it easy. They made it easy yesterday. They really, really did.
0: Yeah, I, the only thing that didn't happen was a sack by Mark, Micah Parsons. I mean, that's that's about it. You know. Yeah. yeah, Micah. Micah in the
2: locker room after the game. It was interesting because, you know, he was. I think he was happy for the for the win. Don't get me wrong. But you could t- you could tell he's just a little different in the locker room. When there's no sacks versus when there's two sacks, because that's really only two options for him. It's either going to be zero or it's going to be more than than two. Yeah, he he's get, not going he to get just get. one. I'll tell you
4: the, the, <laughs> the thing, I mean to be the wet blanket guy? The only thing that I was really disappointed—you had a blocked extra point. You know, and that was over between the center and then McGovern. If you talk about offensive line, but yeah, that was that did, you don't want did
0: you that, go back and watch that play because Fossil said after the game I talked to him walking out and mm-hmm. he said that that he he went to the officials because they did something that the Colts did something that was pretty much illegal. For
4: they what, overloaded that one side is what they did, but they I they, if he's Sandy to he hit the center, I don't know, like because exactly. the center the center Overton got turned. He got I mean he opened up bad. And then that had just allowed you know the rush to get through, but they were they were bad at center and they were bad at the right guard.
0: And Maher's extra points are hugging that right up, right. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that, but it's getting you know, well. What that's what they're like, doing. That's what
4: they're doing. They're yeah. they're rushing. They're rushing mm-hmm. off that side because people are feeling like the ball is since they're on that hash that he's going to start it right. Mm-hmm. So they're overloading that. The Cowboys right side to, yeah. to, rush. to, to but yeah, rush. Yeah, it was, if you want to be nitpicky about a special teams play, boy, that one was that one was kind of a, a a bad one.
2: I do want to take our final break and come back. Let's talk some defense. Some interesting moments from the defense. Some good, some not so good. We'll talk about it when we come back, back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Egg and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for bailing, United Ag and Turf for winning.
0: Back to the break. Tis the season for Cowboys holiday youth camps presented by Invisalign. Registration for one-day football and dance academy camps are now open. Don't miss your chance to send your athlete to camp at AT&T Stadium on December 20th and 21st. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios
2: at the Starless Talk defense. Uh, yesterday, the Cowboys defense only allowed 106 yards on the ground on 30 carries, that was a 3.5 average. Question is, is the run defense fixed, finally?
0: Um, I think so. I, I mean, I think that they've, they've figured out that, you know, it's fixed against teams that don't have running quarterbacks. But I think that's when you when you have that's a true. running quarterback yeah. though, there's more dynamic That is true. That, 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 and so yeah, if you if you got the statues back there, yeah, I think I think that's fine. But let's let's see what happens when you get a, a quarterback that can that can move a little bit more. I mean,
2: when you look at the rest of their schedule, you got Philly obviously, that is mm-hmm. that. Is there another team that you'd be concerned about from from that standpoint?
4: I mean, Tennessee's guy runs a little bit. He does. Yeah, I mean, Yesterday, yeah, he did quite he yeah. a bit. Well, he's a
0: wide, he was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. And, and 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 I would imagine. I mean, I don't think he's going to win any sprinting contests, but I think Trevor Lawrence can probably. Yeah. yeah he's tall, lanky. Yeah. can, yep. he can, can yep. You know, he can move he around a little college, bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to just take off if you need to. So uh, nothing like what the Eagles do. Yep. You know, as far as that type of thing, but you know. When you when you talk about the Eagles though, they've got two really good receivers. Diggs can't cover both of them, so that's that's going to be a problem there. Yep, we getting to that at all? Oh, mm. well, we'll save that for another day. We got more. We're we got, not going we to talk about.
2: Oh no no yes, we're going to talk about that. Okay, but not the other. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah sure. We're not talking about that. No, Amber. <laughs>
3: Run okay. defense fixed. Is the run defense fixed? Is it fixed? Um, I think it's too soon to say it's fixed. I think the sample size is still pretty small. And looking at the opposing teams that we play, like Nick I mean, that's a great point. Uh, it all depends what the quarterback does. So I, right now, I think they've taken step to get steps to get better. But it's still, the sample size is not enough for me to say it's completely fixed. We'll have to see kind of in two weeks what that looks like. But... I like where it's going. I like where it's trending and I like what they're doing. And the even if it's a small adjustment, it's still taking a step forward.
4: They're better with Hankins and they're playing as a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Teams have a hard time. The 19-yard run they gave up was mm-hmm. kind of a bad play. They had it for a gain of maybe 3 or 4 and it turned into 19 yards because nobody felt they needed to use their arms to tackle yeah. on that particular <laughs> It's almost like play. they lost him there well, for a second it, and they, he just pops out and It's gone. funny because they had a chance to tackle. It would yeah. have been like a 3 or 4 yard gain, which yeah. they've been doing a really good job. But all of a sudden, you know, he goes in there, he's bouncing off guys and then he's out the back door and it's a 19-yard gain and you know, you would have been in a situation a lot better off. I think they are I think they're getting more bodies to the ball. I think they're kind of figuring out about, you know, they have to get off blocks. They're not getting hooked. I think teams are still going to try perimeter runs on you, though. I think that, you know, there's a couple of times there the ball – you know, got to the edge, but, you know, like I say, Wilson did a really good job uh, having him in the game. I just really like what Hankins has been able to do, especially inside. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he is not, he's just not a guy that's sitting there holding on blocks. He's being really active. He's, for, he's forcing blockers to have to take him. And then when the backs are running, they see indecision. It's like, I'm not sure where the hole is here. So yeah, you know that's somebody make a save in the yeah, game. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, uh, PKs are going on here. It's the only Croatia part, you just oh, make a save. Yeah, the only part of the, oh, the soccer where I like, like to me, like this is this is fun. Like this is fun soccer when you get to the the, the penalty Well, you know case.
3: what's not fun? Uh, mm. What's happening at, now that we're talking about the run defense? I started thinking, okay, what's happening at cornerback and how that's gonna affect possibly how they've are managing like the run defense. I feel like now you're gonna need help with like linebackers. Yeah, can I, can and I throw this real quick because I do
2: think there was a moment in this game. Um obviously it was the, I think it was the first touchdown Indianapolis had on that drive, uh you saw Anthony Brown give up a 45 yard yeah. uh mm-hmm. play uh pass downfield. And this is not the first time we've seen yeah. that. And as the season has gone on, it seems like teams more and more frequently mm-hmm. are starting to say, hey that guy over there at number three He's mm-hmm. a target downfield. Like, we should be going after him. And these aren't even against necessarily the best receivers on the yeah. opposing teams. They're just saying, put one of your guys out there and let him go downfield and win one-on-one, and they're winning. So when you start talking about Anthony Brown now, and the, for those that haven't heard, there's there's a speculation that, that he's lost for the season. Jerry kind of mentioned it, uh, that it, it looks like it might be an Achilles. He'd be done for the season. How much are you really missing... Uh, Or how much of a delta is there between Anthony Brown and, let's say, for the the sake of argument, Kelvin Joseph?
4: Me personally, I kind of feel like, okay, if you want to talk about running game, the one thing I know about Kelvin Joseph is he'll come forward because we've seen him tackle on special teams. You know, we'll see he has that aggressive mentality. We've seen Bland come up and tackle, Mm -hmm. you know, with ball in the flat, he comes charging up. I actually feel like you're going to be better on the outside playing the run defense when you got guys that are willing to set the edge. You know, more of a willingness to step up and make those plays. Has that been a problem on Anthony Brown's side? Uh, yeah, or they, they, Dick, no, it's Dickson. been both. Okay. It's been both. I mean, and, and Brown is it's Brown is just a smaller guy, and it, and sometimes he just gets bounced. I mean, he's standing there and he gets bounced, and you know that with when you got guys like Joseph and Bland, they do a good job of seeing it and just flying forward. And I think that's where I think that's where you're going to benefit. Now, I'll say this about Joseph in in coverage. I, Joseph has not played a lot of football, and I mean that at LSU he didn't play very much. He was like one season. He didn't play very much at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, he's now playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I kind of feel like there's a reason why that Dan Quinn and those and Will McClay went to Lexington, Kentucky to work on this guy and then to draft him. I think the ability is absolutely there. Uh, the special teams play was bad yesterday. You know, you got to have better awareness. But you look at his situation, I do think he can cover. I think he's fast enough. I don't think you're going to run by him. And I think he's going to compete. You know, I, those are all. Give me, if, if you tell me this guy is going to get more reps and more opportunity and more time to practice at his craft. I, I think there's a legitimate player there for you. I really do. And, and this might be one of those things. I think something was wrong with Anthony Brown. I really do. I don't know if it was confidence. I don't know if he was injured. You know, the play he got hurt on was really unfortunate. It was the screen play that they ran for a big yard. He got pulled. I mean, the, the, the blocker grabs him. And, I mean, Pierce pulls his jersey, and he gets yanked back, and that's where his Achilles ruptures. You know, he's trying to step, and then he steps, and then it's, it kind of yanks. And, you know, it's like it's one of those injuries. Like if you yank a guy from behind, it blows out his hamstring. just sudden stops. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened in this game. But I, I, I'm confident that they will figure out between Bland and, then, and Joseph with the number of reps that these guys will get in practice, I think you'll see two young guys that will fight and compete and, and, and be better for it.
0: I just, he scares you because he's a reckless player. And, and he's reckless on how he plays. Um, and I'm just talking about on the field. Obviously, mm-hmm. off the field, there's been his thing. Um, but that's you know, beyond that. Uh, reckless, of course. But on the field, he, he's a penalty waiting to happen. And he and it, it, it just doesn't seem like structure is always that important as far as like, well, run down here. I mean, he's just going to hit someone or do, you know, run 45 yards or whatever. And and, you know, that scares that scares you to death when he's covering somebody. And and, you know, I think if he gets in a crew where they, they throw a lot of PIs, I think that, you know, I mean, he gives up a touchdown, they throw it. You know, and, and he, he's he's going to give up some plays, uh, probably more so than than Brown. But but like y'all said, Brown has been making some as well. Uh, maybe like Brian said, he's got to continue to play, continue yeah. to play. But I, I I'm definitely going to look at my options. I'm looking at my options on outside of mm-hmm. of this football team to try to get a little bit more stability at that position.
2: You uh you are a person I think and correct me if I'm wrong that earlier. Uh, going back to training camp, you kind of wanted to see Makwamu down at corner a little yeah. bit more. Is that something you still would I hope to see? I and,
0: don't think they'll do that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think they'll do that. And, you know, Nashawn Wright is a player that, I mean, drafted in the third round. I mean, I don't know, you know, what I, I, I still think he is a a safety type player. I don't think he's a. A corner so much but yeah. they might we might get to see that a little bit i don't know with the sheffield he's been on the practice squad right Kendall yeah. sheffield i mean yeah. you just got to look at look at options i mean i but but they're committed to to kelvin joseph they're committed because based off this offseason if you weren't committed you would let him go you would let him go so yeah. they're committed and yeah. the, and this is the opportunity that he i'm just needs hoping to play. that
4: like you said i'm hoping that the reps I'm hoping that the reps give him confidence that you're right because I saw – it was funny you said that because I saw your tweet last night. Is, is there anybody that gets more penalties for the number of plays he plays in the game than this guy? And that's something that – but I also feel like, though, that he's the one guy that he's got more ability – and then he really did. I, I love Bland. I really do. I, I think Bland, I think somebody out in out in California missed that guy playing Pac-12 football. Mm-hmm. But you watch at what he's been able to do, how confident he plays. What, three interceptions already this year for him. Great for him to do that. But I think they'll figure it out between Bland and then also with, with Joseph. I really, really do. You know,
3: I, I want to buy while your eyes... Are seen, because I trust yeah. your expertise and, and your years of experience and what you watch on film. But right now... This is a
4: compliment sandwich, I feel uh, like, man.
3: coming out right uh, here. <laughs> Well, for sure, I mean, I'm it's sorry. Just... I don't want it right now. Do you know, Like this guy has made me more angry than happy. Like, there's <laughs> there's only ones that I was like, oh, that was pretty nice. But other than that, he I'm just upset every time. And I think that at this point of the year... And, and another thing, yeah. real quick... like. That play, even where where Hooker got the interception and he starts running, I put up a video on there, but if you watch the replay, I mean, Joseph kind of goes as if he's about to tackle the guy, like tackle his own teammate and stop him. And Hooker, he was... He kept going, you know, he he kept running. Um, You're saying little, my guy's not
4: very bit, aware, huh? Exactly,
3: that's the problem. <laughs> Just a Aw- little bit. Awareness, like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. But at the same time, that's the, that's the point that we're at in the month of December, mm-hmm. heading into mid-December. I don't think now is enough time for him to take the next step, to get to the next level. I think maybe next year you see what he does at training camp. If there's really an extensive amount of things that he's doing out there that gives you hope or whatever keep him if not buy because right now i'm i'm just like but the point is like you- who do you have? Yeah, like you, you have can't cut, right now. You know see, you can't, uh, yeah. you, you have to stick with to him right out. now. Well, that's right. why.
4: I, that's why I kind of say that you give Bland and Joseph both the opportunity to play, and you know you're going to kind of have. I would rather
3: see more of Bland. Oh than, no, I, I mean, mean I'm sure they, they might, you're they might
4: very both, well but. see that too. But there, they, there is somebody upstairs that put his, you know, what on the line yeah. for Kelvin Joseph to be here. And to Nick's point. There's a reason why they didn't send him into the streets when all that went down in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, so somebody somebody is like thinking we might need this guy, well, but to your point, I, I can't but that disagree. I do awareness part. I, no, I can't disagree you with can't your really
3: point. You not really teach it. It, you, it just but, comes with experience. I, it's,
4: it's the experience. And that's the that's, hard part. Of, that, this point of the year. That's what I think. He that the, he has not played a lot of football. They they took a gamble mm-hmm. on a guy that has not played a lot of football.
0: I think you're going to get into a situation where you know a whole week of of, of uh, reps and, and and prep going into a game. I could see where you know you're sitting in the press box going all right they're really picking on joseph here today you know they're going at him going at him how does he respond to that that's going to be the key but you know he gets a penalty because cornerback confidence is a huge thing and it can snowball on you we've seen it with really good players like terrence newman i remember a game at his last few games with the cowboys his confidence just wasn't there and and he still played six more years in the league Mm -hmm. uh, and played a 15 year career but at that moment right then he just didn't have it And so, confidence can be a, a, a tricky thing for corners. I hopefully he can, you know, not get into one of those ruts.
3: Well, and real quick, I know we're about to leave, but you talking about confidence led me to think we know these defensive players; they get mad. And they started like yelling at you. And we saw it, I forgot, what game was that? Yeah, uh, in Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Green Bay. where they. I'm not saying they were turning on each other, but it, it kind of seemed that way. And then they got into like, well, we just like to have people take accountability for what their role is. Stick to your role and do your job. It does concern me in a scenario where now you got a guy like Kelvin Joseph, a young guy who's trying to learn, whatever, but making these mistakes, how are his teammates reacting to that? Then does that kind of take a toll on him as a player, his confidence, and then it just goes downhill from that? Because that's a big thing with this defense—they want you to do your job, do what you're supposed to do, and if you're not, they, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say they turn this, on you, but it, yeah. it's just—it creates a little bit of conflict.
4: I think this is going to be big on Dan Quinn. And it's gonna be big on Al Harris and those guys and Joe Witt as how they get this kid ready every week. They've got to pump him up. They've got to pump him up. They've got to pump him up to the team, you know. I mean, they gotta point out when when Joseph makes a good play, or even Bland, when they make good plays and practice the right reads. Hey, good job, good job, you know, that kind of thing. Because that's gonna be important. There's a lot of people like you, Ambar, and a lot of people out there that just gonna like, man, I don't trust this guy. I don't his guy hasn't shown me anything for my trust to be there. But we're to the point now where you're like, you got to get somebody ready. Like in San Francisco right now, they got to get you know they got to get a quarterback ready out there. You know they're they're in a, they're in the middle. I mean, nobody's feeling sorry for you right now that nope. you just lost your starting corner. That you got to figure out with the guys you got how to make this work. And I think this is going to be on Quinn and Witt mm-hmm. and then Al Harris and them to get these catch ready. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Brian's going to have a game for us on Tuesday tomorrow.
2: There we'll you go. We'll little of that. We'll uh, get some big picture looks around the uh, NFC. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
5: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!